following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at connectionchurchnc.com. And this is awesome, man. This is encouraging to see you guys here. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little moving around. If you've had a shower, I want you on this side. Because here's what I want. This is the reason, because the wind is blowing this way. And if you've had a shower, listen, you're privileged. And if you have not had a shower, I want you on this end. Because I want everybody who has had a shower to smell you, okay? If you're a Duke fan, I want you on this side. Right? Listen, I don't even care between Duke and Carolina. I I pull for Jesus, right? Sweet. Yeah. Amen. Nah, listen, that was cheesy. I know. I get so spiritual. You want these? (laughs) Listen, anybody need batteries for your flashlight? They're dead. How are you guys doing this morning, man? Awesome. I am so glad, like Bradley and I were talking about this, and and we we were like flipping a coin. Do we do? I don't know. Don't you think that... Listen, don't think that we're this smart. We didn't know if anybody would show up. We like said, I get 500 hot dogs and we'll take it somewhere else to give them away if nobody shows up, right? But guys, listen, this is awesome. This goes along perfectly with what we're talking about today and over the next six or seven weeks because I think it's so, um, it's just perfect because there's no building here today, right? Guys, this is not about a building. This is about being the church, right? Cool. So we got all that. You guys are good with that. Before we go any further this morning, I I have to point out two uh, friends that I have here today. You know, we don't usually do this, but today's special. And I have two very special friends here today from area churches. Christy Brubaker, I want you to stand up. It's okay. You're a lead pastor. Yes. Listen, Christy is the lead pastor of Radiate Church, right? Yes. And and she's a neighbor with us. Like, I could tee up a driver and hit it to her church from here. She's at Radiate Church that meets at Friendship Elementary School. So thank you for being here today. We're on the same team, guys. Yes, she gets it, man. She gets it. And and we also have Scott Wheeler. Scott Wheeler, I want you to stand up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Wheeler's the lead pastor at Greenwood Hills, so uh, and he gets it. He is about community. He has got the missional mindset. He understands this thing. And guys, listen, I know that we, we hype this thing and we talk this thing, but when we get down to the bare bones, to the core of what we're doing, guys, we know what we're pursuing. We know what we are pursuing. And if you're like me, guys, you have this, like, um, you just have this mind that gets focused on something and you go after it, right? Listen, I, I have that impulsive mindset. And if you don't know if you have an impulsive mindset or not, just ask yourself, is there ever any time at night, like at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and you know that you're not hungry, but you find yourself standing at the refrigerator or the cabinet? You're not hungry, but you've just got it in your mind that you're going to eat, Right? You, you guys have the same mindset. And, and listen, I think that is awesome because it's something that we get in our minds and we're not going to stop until we get it. Listen, that's what landed me, my beautiful wife, listen, nearly 15 years ago. Nearly 22 years ago, she was number 11 on the basketball court right in here. And you've heard me tell this story that I saw her in those basketball shorts. 
And listen, I knew right then, I said, man, she has got a nice personality. And, uh, and I said, man, I'm going after that. And I got it in my mind. And I said, I'm not stopping till I get it. 15 years of marriage, four kids. I, yeah, that's, I don't stop until I get it. Because that's just the way we are. We pursue things, listen to this, that mean something to us, don't we? But let me just pose the question real quick this morning. I'm not going to take up much of our time because those hot dogs are going to be much better than this message. But what if, guys, what if we have as a church, what if we have been pursuing the wrong things? You think that's a possibility? Let me step back in time, go way back in time to the Old Testament days. Back before Jesus came on the scene. The Old Testament says that there's 613 rules or laws that you are to follow. 613. So Jesus comes on the scene and he doesn't reduce those laws to two. But he sums up those 613 laws into two simple commandments. And if you've been in church any length of time, you know what those two greatest commandments are. They come from Matthew 22. If you have a phone, you're going to have a lot more success here this morning than if you have a Bible. Like my pages in my Bible may just fly down to the football field. But we're going to see how good you are in memorizing Scripture. Because I'm going to probably give the SNV And if you don't know your scripture, you're going to think, man, that guy knows his scripture really well. Right? The SNV, for those of you, that's the Scott Newton version. Okay? You see, Jesus summed up those two greatest commandments, those 613 commandments, into the two greatest. And it's Matthew chapter 22 that Jesus says this, the two greatest are love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And the second, is just like it. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And so basically, he's saying this, love God first, and then love your neighbor. So listen, guys, leading up to Easter, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we're doing this great big community event called an egg drop, April 19th. And it's not about our church. It's about this community. And it's going to give us an opportunity to serve this community like never before. And for us to be able to do that and to continue to do that, guys, we're going to have to understand those two simple commandments. We've got to love God and we've got to love others. Guys, it's really not that difficult, is it? Listen, this storm that we just experienced, man, it brought us together like we've not experienced in a couple of years. I had my neighbors out in my house yesterday working together. We've not spent that much time together in the five years that I've lived there. Why does it take something like we've just experienced for us to get out of ourselves 
and to go find the needs of others and try to help them. Why aren't we doing this on a daily basis? Why is this not a part of our life? And listen, church, this is what we're shooting for. This is the culture, and this is the DNA, and this is the lifestyle that we're trying to create here in this community. And so when we take those two simple commandments of love God and love others, and we break them down, I just have the question this morning, what does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with this community? And what does this have to do with our church? And if you're from another church today, I will ask you this question. What does it have to do with your church? And so I want to start with you. Every single one of you, if you're here today and you know Jesus as your Savior, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you understand all of this, don't you? You understand that this life is not about you. Like you truly understand because you have a relationship with Jesus that this life is about surrendering to God and his ways. And you understand that it's not about you, but you understand that this church or any church for that matter, it's not about you and it's not about making you comfortable. It's not about meeting your needs. It's not about making you feel good. It's just not about those things. You see, what the church is for, it's a place for some of you to come and to be refueled, to be re-energized, Because I had a conversation here in this parking lot this morning from someone who needed to be refueled because life is happening all around them. You see, the church is designed to refuel you, to fill you up so that you can go out into this community and beyond and give the people of this community something much greater than yourself. You see, that's God's Holy Spirit. And so just being very frank, the church, this church, and any other church, when the people of the church understand their relationship with Jesus and they're standing in it, they understand that the church is not designed for them. That they have become designed for the church. So what about you maybe out there today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're sitting there and saying, you know, I don't understand this God thing. I've never prayed a prayer. I've never had somebody talk to me about my relationship with Jesus. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, then guess what? You better believe that this church is for you. You better believe that we were put in this community to find you. That's our role. God put us in this place for people like you who don't know Christ yet. And can I just say, this church and the other two that I pointed out here this morning, this is a safe place for you to be very comfortable 
This is a place that you will not be judged. And this is a place where you can come and be accepted for who you are. You see, we want you here. Because we believe if you come here or here or here, you will eventually hear the message of Jesus Christ crystal clear. You'll hear the gospel message preached. And you'll get to hear about the man that we talk about all the time at this place. You'll hear about the man, Jesus. And I just happen to believe that when you experience him, he will be the one who starts to transform your life like you never have had it transformed before. You see, for some reason, the church has said, you know what, it is our job to do all the transforming Instead of just communicating the beautiful message of Jesus. And so hear me clear. If you love Jesus, the church is not for you. You are for the church. But if you've not yet experienced the grace and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ, then this place is for you. His church is for you. Her church is for you guys. What does it mean for this community? To love God and to love others. Listen to me very clearly. I know there's a lot of distractions going around. I know your kids are around and I know that you can smell the people who haven't showered and you can smell those hot dogs. But listen to me very clear. I'm going to make myself very clear. At Connection Church, and I cannot speak for any other church, but at Connection Church, we are about this community. Make no mistakes about it. We are about this community. We are going to relentlessly pursue this community. So when a need arises, did you hear me? When a need arises, Connection Church is going to fill it if we can. Yeah, you can give a hand because you guys play a role in that. Because we love God and we love others, this church is going to be about its community. I don't want to have to go into the details of it, but I will just say this. Pastor Bradley and I got a phone call this week. And we spent $185 of Connection Church's money this week. $185 on something that you would not even imagine. And it was the best $185 that this church has and may ever spend because there was a need and we met it. That's what we're going to be about. Listen, because you, church, are for the church and not the church for you. Listen, you are going to be doing the same thing. And what we've got to do is we've got to move and transition our mindset because when you find a need, You do not have to call us. You do not have to come through us. You do not have to get our approval. What I'm asking you, because you love God and because you love this community, if you know of a need, you go and feel it. Listen, do you understand that there are six schools within about a five-mile radius of here? We cannot meet every need of those schools. 
But what would it look like Connection Church only? And listen, there's other wonderful churches out there, and what if we all pull together? But what if Connection Church got it? And this group of people adopted that school. And this group of people adopted that school. And this group of people adopted that school. And so on. Listen, if a need arose in any one of those schools, then you guys go and take care of it. You don't need my permission. You don't need Pastor Bradley's permission. You don't need any anybody's permission except God's. And he is saying, if you love me, you love this community. Find the need and go feel it. Listen, guys, that's why there are many of you today going to eat and then you're going to go into this community and you're going to be going to people's homes that you don't even know. And you're going to be dragging tree limbs to the side. And they're going to be like, man, these people are crazy. Yeah. You see, this is so contrary to culture today. This church is going to be about this community. Speaking of church, love God, love others. What does this have to do with the church? Well, can I just be very honest with you? I I think if I walk through this crowd here this morning, which I'm not going to do, but I think if I walk through this crowd here this morning and I just said, hey, just give me one word. What's the word on the street about the church today? Like, what, what are your friends at work saying about the church? Not the ones who go to church, but, you know, the ones that we're here for. You know? What do you think we'd start to hear? Well, can I tell you what I think we'd start to hear? Because just this past week, we sat, sat in staff meeting, and we listed all of these things about what the word on the street is about the church in America today. And listen, I'm not here to bash the church. I'm just saying this is what people think about us today. You guys are crazy. You're sitting outside for a hot dog? Because the music's okay and the preaching's terrible. The hot dogs, y'all are here for the hot dogs, right? I mean, we even asked y'all for money today and y'all came. But here's the word on the street. Hypocrites. Selfish. Fake closed off, a bunch of rules. And you see, the list goes on. And we thought to ourselves this week, why in the world would we want to just put another one of those here in this community? You see, I think word on the street is the way it is today because we have forgotten The second greatest commandment. Oh, we love God. Listen, we've got that one down pat, don't we? We love God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. We got the God thing down, don't we? I mean, who wants to go to hell, right? Right? I mean, I got the God thing. But see, we've mistaken the second commandment of love God and love self. Love God and love self. Love God and love Scott. Love God and love me. And you see, that's why word on the street is all of that stuff. You see, the second greatest commandment is love God and love others. And I don't know where we went wrong, guys. I don't because it didn't start this way. 
Because if you go into Acts chapter 2, you read how it began, and we've gotten way far away from that. You see, in Acts chapter 2, it says that they were meeting together, and they didn't have a nice building with a nice sound system with haze and smoke and screens and all that. Listen, I, I like that. Like, I'm a little chilly right now, okay? And I like comfort. Because we've gotten way far away from that. And we have to get back to that. And I believe maybe us, Christy, and us, Pastor Scott, is, is, is us. Maybe it's going to take us to get this thing started back on the right track because it didn't get this way overnight, but it's got to have a changing point somewhere. And if it's Radiate, if it's Connection, if it's Greenwood Hills, if it's Shady Grove, if it's Abbott's Creek, if it's all of us, we've got to start somewhere because it's love God and it's love others. Yeah, we don't particularly like the others because they're dirty and they're sometimes mean and, you know, but it is not about us, church. It says there in Acts 2, you guys go home and read it. Some of you have your iPhones, pull it up. Your droid probably doesn't work here. Pull it up. You can read about it. You can read about it. It says they were together all the time. They ate together. They ate together. It says this, and they even met others' needs to the point that if they had something like two motorcycles on the back of a nice truck over there, they sold them to the pastor for a very good deal. Aaron, if there was a need, they sold stuff to meet the need. Hey, guys, it's not that difficult. And here's the deal. Listen to this. Can I tell you in 2014, oh, yeah, we've been without power for 28 hours or 48 hours, how many ever, and we've just lost our minds. Listen, listen, the Acts chapter 2, that early church, guess what they had? Sticks and fire. They didn't have power. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have Twitter. Some of you guys are twitching right now because you hadn't been on Facebook in two days. But they didn't have power and they didn't have internet. Listen, they did not have transportation. Do you know what they had? They had the Holy Spirit. Guess what we have today? We have the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that they had. So guys... I believe it's time, I honestly believe this, that it is time to take the focus off of ourself. And I believe it's time to put our focus back onto God and in this order on him and others. You see, Paul said it best in Philippians chapter 2, right around verses 3 and 4. He says, do nothing Nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourself. Look not only to your interest, but also to the interest of others. Hey church, followers of Jesus, listen to me. Followers of Jesus, my challenge to you, 
My challenge to you, Christ follower, sitting in this parking lot today, this is not about you. This is about your friends, and this is about your neighbors. Scott, is this about just the people who live beside of me? No. You see, in the Piedmont Triad, there's 1,611,243 plus people who live in this triad area. Those are your neighbors. You've got 1,600,000 plus thousand opportunities to go and share the love of Jesus Christ with them. Church, that's what we're here for. I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads. Because maybe there's somebody here today, and you're, you're like, well, Scott, I'm, you're not talking to me because I'm not a part of a church. I'm not a Christ follower. Listen, we're here for you. Pastor Christie's church is here for you. Pastor Scott's church is here for you, and so on. Maybe you're here today, and you don't even know why you're here. But today, out here in this parking lot, you would be obedient enough, willing to say, Hey, Scott, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I know for a fact that I need Jesus as my Savior. I'm a sinner, and I need Jesus Christ to save me of my sins. See, Scripture says that if you'll just confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you will be forgiven. Is there anybody here today, every heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Listen, we're just sitting here, out here in God's area. Anybody here today say, Scott, I need you to pray for me because I am seeking this relationship with Jesus. I need him as my Savior. And I'm willing to start that today. Is there anybody that would be willing to say that today? Just raise a hand so I can pray for you. Anybody? Thank you. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Hey, God, you saw the hearts long before you saw that hand. And for those who are saying that in their heart right now, God, will you just remind them that you love them where they are? That's why you sent your son Jesus to this world to live this perfect life so that he would be the absolute perfect sacrifice for everyone. And God, today, there are some here today who have been willing enough to say, Jesus, I need you as my Savior. God, will you let them know that today it's not about their raised hand, but it is the posture of their heart. And God, today, your son Jesus has taken away all of their sins. And today that they have started a brand new relationship with you. Because God, we believe your word to be 100% true. God, we believe that because of you, the old life is gone and the new life has come. And so Jesus, I thank you for being our Savior. Jesus, thank you for allowing us to worship you this morning. 
Jesus, thank you for allowing us to be a church here in this beautiful community. But God, will you please continue to wreck our hearts? Because it's not about us. It's about you, and it's about the people of this community. And so God, will you help us in our relentless pursuit of this community? Help us to seek out those who need hope in your son, Jesus. Send us out in the power of your Holy Spirit, God. God, we love you and we give you praise because today one has come to know your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. And at this church, we celebrate that. We celebrate that church much louder than the Duke Carolina game. We celebrate the fact that one has said yes to Jesus here today. God, we love you and we praise your holy name.